talking to five things about. I'm Sylvie Van Wall. Today, we delve into the best ways students and researchers can use libraries. Libraries are so often taken for granted these days that we can miss the things that make the research life so much easier. Today's host is Tanya Wilson, liaison librarian from Academic Services at the University of Melbourne. With her today is Kylie Tran, senior client services librarian, and Samuel Smith, a composer and aspiring librarian who recently graduated from the University of Melbourne. Together, they'll tell you what your library can do to make your study journey a smooth one. What is it about libraries and librarians that made you want to pursue a career in librarianship? Thanks, Tanya. I suppose, first of all, I'd say that as a lifelong library user, I've always had a deep appreciation for libraries, and I've got a lot of fond memories of growing up in a small regional town and of going to the library every Saturday. And I guess then that my initial interest in libraries Um, came specifically from the collections that libraries housed. So the books, the CDs and the DVDs and all that sort of thing. And then the idea of working among those items was perhaps the beginning of my desire to be a librarian. I reinforced this, I guess, when I got a casual job in the National Library of Australia while I was doing my undergrad at ANU in Canberra. I was in the pictures and manuscripts department there and I got to work with collections from people that I really admired, like um, Elena Katz-Chernan and Larry Sitsky, both composers, Bill Henson, the photographer, and Jack Lindsay, the historian. Something I noticed early on also was how many librarians seem to have very specific and comprehensive backgrounds in a huge range of areas. And it made me aware, I guess, that librarianship could be a very intellectually rewarding rewarding career and that it could encompass many different threads of knowledge. And did you find that uh, by getting to know the collections, did that help in, um, in your studies? Did it actually help you with your assignments and essays? Absolutely, yeah. Getting to know the collections was probably one of the single most valuable things I did while I was a student. From very directed look uh, information seeking so when I knew what I was looking for to the serendipitous discoveries in the stacks or whatever that um, I had a few big discoveries that really changed the way I research and changed my creative practice as well. Well I know at the University of Melbourne we're very proud of our collections and that we do collect in lots of different areas and uh, I'm sure that um, many students would be surprised if they really knew exactly you know the amount of materials that we have and what we do collect in. So when working as a, li- as a library assistant at the University of Melbourne, what surprised you about libraries that you didn't know when you're a student not working in a library? Yeah, uh, well, when I started working as a student library assistant here at the University of Melbourne, I was studying towards a Master's of Music in Composition. And one of the first things that struck me was that so many of the librarians I was now being supervised by had themselves had higher research degrees in music and in very similar areas to my own research and my own creative practice. So there was a great deal of empathy and collegiality among them, not just from having the similar interests as I had, but also having had the same experience of study to the one that I was currently undertaking. Kylie, I'm just wondering if I can bring you in here. Um, Sam's talking about he he got to know the librarians uh, that had experience, that were actually probably music librarians or they had backgrounds in music. You're in charge of the library services 
And so uh, you must be fairly well familiar with the sorts of specialties that the librarians have at the University of Melbourne. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, what Sam said was right. A lot of our, li- our librarians have a, a subject speciality. So a lot of the librarians that work in music and visual performing arts do have a background, and that really informs the work they do. Um, And it also means that they can relate to the student experience and be able to help students as much as possible. A lot of us do have really diverse backgrounds. Like I have a degree in philosophy and journalism and ended up, you know, in the library world. And I think having that knowledge really informs what we do and um, just gives us a, a deeper understanding of what students are going through and um, the kind of help that would be useful to them as a student here. Yeah, that's right. Like, I know that we've got someone who has an engineering degree Mm -hmm. and she works in the engineering library. So um, I'm sure that experience would go down well with that faculty and those students. Sam, what about the perceptions of libraries? Um, have they managed to adapt to the changing way um, degrees are now being taught in the digital environment? Are they still just about books, 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 or are they more than this? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. I think in a lot of ways, libraries have really borne the brunt of the, the digital revolution, but I think um, they're certainly coming out on top. Uh, so, for example, I'm currently studying online towards a master's degree in information studies. So that's an online-only course, which is asynchronous as well, so we can undertake the course content whenever we feel like it. And I guess the challenges of online-only content and distant and asynchronous study are being met very well by libraries. Libraries are becoming more important in the teaching and learning process, I think, for students who are undertaking distance study. Um, They're creating fantastic resources about researching and referencing, like, for example, our our LibGuides that we have here where students can access that information at any time um, from anywhere and also recite our referencing site. Kylie, I'm just just wondering, um, you would be familiar with the materials that libraries are uh, building and making and providing to the students. Would you be able to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So as Sam was saying, um, with the impact of digital technology and and it's really changed the way libraries work, um, there is still a demand for hard copy collections uh, for certain subject areas like um, architecture, building and planning. You know, there really is that need to access tactile materials. But what we've done over the years is actually really built our online collections and really thought about the databases that we subscribe to to better support our students. And what that's meant is um, easier access for students who, um, you know, want access to the same copy or something. And it also means that we offer diverse options. So, you know, you can get a hard copy or an online copy. But increasingly, the push is for more uh, digital uh, access. Okay. Uh, is there a resistance to ebooks? Do you think, or do you think e-books? not in our experience? <laughs> no. So ebooks. I mean, 
you find them in your public libraries, and they're、mm. increasingly offering e-books、mm. because that's a really convenient way for a lot of people to access the same content. And we're also increasing、uh, the e-books that we offer at the university, particularly when they're core or required readings, just because we know that you know we can only have so many copies physically in the library, and we want to make it as accessible as possible. I know the library curates material as well because there's just so much information around.、Um, for instance, Sam, I know that there's a particular what we call a library subject guide for music. We do one.、Uh, the library does them for every discipline that's、mm. taught. Did you find them helpful? Did you use those at all? Very much, yeah. Well,、uh, in my master's degree, a lot of my work, research was creative practice, so they perhaps had less relevance to me at that point. But for my honours in particular, I relied a great deal on the LibGuides for getting started with、um, research in the right places to look, and also again for referencing and、mm. things like that. Carly, can you please、um, tell us a little bit more about the library guides and what they actually ask for the for the people who are listening? Sure. So library guides you can access from our library homepage. We also sometimes call them subject guides. So basically, they're little. Many websites that are created by our librarians who have specialty in a subject to help students、uh, find material, do their research,、uh, and access material. So, for example, we might have a science engineering student come to the desk and say, "I've got my first assignment. I'm not quite sure where to start." And what we would do is actually take them to a science engineering guide, and often it's broken down by、um, subjects. And that's a really good starting point. So we, what we've done is basically done all the hard work and gone through our databases and our resources and picked out the relevant ones for you to give you a kickstart, basically, with your research. It sounds fantastic. You know, the library's curating this material、mm-hmm. to make it easier for the students to navigate their way through really good、yeah. quality resources.、Yeah. Sam, has Google and Wikipedia affected the way students search for information? I think it certainly has. I think it's probably changed the way everybody searches for information now, not just students. And it's, I guess, it's a bit tricky because, on the one hand, it's a really excellent search engine, and you can get so much information from it. But on the other hand,、um, a lot of that information can be a little bit dodgy to download, right? Inaccurate, or you know. This is the fake news era, after all. Yeah. Do you think、uh, one of the things I noticed about Google and Carly, you may be able to answer,、uh, add to this, but、mm-hmm. um, Google um, that students are likely to hit a paywall if they're looking for material, even if they do find scholarly resources via Google, they're likely to hit a paywall if they go through the library. They might find those resources, but the library has already. Prepaid for them on their behalf. Is that correct? Do you think that? Yeah. So, yeah. a couple of interesting things with Google and Wikipedia. We understand why、uh, people Google and people use Wikipedia because it's so accessible and user friendly and kind of pervasive in, in how they look for information. So, what people will find or what students will find when they do a Google search is not everything has a full text option. So, you might do Google and find. An article, but it's an abstract, and you don't have access to the whole article. 
So what we do at the library is actually try and get students to access all the databases that we subscribe to because um, a lot of them have full full text access to those articles you're after. So it's a more, um, it's a smarter way of searching, but we do, I guess as a library, we understand why Google's so popular. And what we've done to kind of respond to that is actually make our databases at the university uh, searchable via Google. So if a student uh, wants to look up a database like ProQuest, they can Google ProQuest and University of Melbourne and it'll come up and it'll take you into the database and it'll allow you to access full text material that way. Yeah. And how do you think lecturers would react if there was a Wikipedia reference in a bibliography of a student essay? Did you ever do that? or? Um... Uh, no, I'm happy to say I didn't. I imagine the lecturers would react pretty poorly to seeing a Wikipedia reference in a bibliography. Wikipedia is interesting. It's, um, there are some excellent articles on Wikipedia. By, of course, it can be edited by anyone, and a lot of the people who do edit it are experts in their field, so there can be some really excellent information there, but the because of the, I guess, the community element of the editing process that it means it's not reliably excellent information and shouldn't be referenced as such. What you can do, and I think what I have done in the past, is use the references in a Wikipedia page to actually follow through and and read the references specifically and in isolated from the original yeah. Wikipedia article. Yeah. Mm. So it's a great place to start. Yeah, I think that's good good advice. Yeah. Sam, I'm just wondering if you have any tips for the new students just starting their courses at university. Well, I'm thinking about things that you didn't know when you first started that you wish you had have known right at the beginning. Yeah, I've got a few things I could say um, about their researching. Uh, so specific to the libraries, I'd say... Some of my big advice from memory would be to get started early with reference management software, so things like EndNote and Zotero. Um, I'm sure I'm not unique in saying that I often left referencing to the very last minute in my undergrad and I'd um, get my essay looking terrific and then right before it was due I'd have about an hour left to finalise all the citations and it would be... Uh, a t- uniformly terrifying experience. Um, (laughs) It wasn't until about my third year, or perhaps my honours year, where I started using EndNote, and that really helped a lot. Kylie, how can the library help with reference management? Sure. I guess what Sam's talking about is saving yourself time and not having to manually type out each reference and remember the particular citation style you're using. So what you can do is download a reference management tool like EndNote or Zotero or even Mendeley and generate a citation list or a reference list at the end of your assignment and the software does it automatically. So um, it's a really good time-saving yeah. tool. Yeah. And we've all been there where we're <laughs> scrambling to yeah. write, type out our yes. references and make sure it's correct because it's yeah. really important to mm. get it correct. Yeah. Great tip. Mm. Any other tips? Yeah, I'd say um, know your alternatives for borrowing material. So as Kylie mentioned earlier, Perhaps you go to look for a book that you really need for your research and find that it's out on loan. Um, That can be a fairly disheartening experience and 
a fairly common experience too. So um, it's good to know that there are other options available to you at that point. So if this text you really need for your assignment is out, you could go and speak to a librarian and they could possibly source it from an alternative location or at least try and request it for you so that it comes back quicker or something yeah, like that. Yeah, very often we've got resources, access to resources that the student may not think about. So yeah. I think that's a really good idea because we do get that get that's that a right. lot, students yeah. saying, oh, the books are never there. But we can generally, oh, not all the time, but quite a lot, get them fairly quickly. Yeah, so students really love looking at material that's out on loan through bonus, which is like a reciprocal borrowing agreement we, ha- we have with libraries across Australia and New Zealand. It just it's an alternative way to source material and we get it sent you can get it sent to the library. So you just yeah. go and pick it up where you want to pick it up. And then there's Caval, which is where you physically go to another library and borrow uh, from their collection and people quite like that too. Sam, what would you like to say to all the new students just starting on their journey, undertaking an academic university degree? Well I definitely encourage them to get to know their libraries. Um, They'll be spending a lot of time in them over the next three or four years, however long they're studying. And the libraries, they can really help you with their studies, or they could, for example, really help you binge watch Game of Thrones if they really (laughs) need to do that. Um, They have terrific collections, very broad collections. I'd say don't be afraid to talk to the librarians or the people on desk. They're very clever, they're very friendly, and they're there to help. And they can probably help you with a great deal more than you'd realise at the time. Carly, do you have anything that you'd like to say to the students who are just starting out? So as Sam said, come come speak to us or hop onto Library Chat and speak to us and we're always happy to help. And I think students probably don't realise how much we can help and are happy to help. So if they have any questions about any of their research or assignments, they want a nice space to study at, just come and visit us and say hello. Thank you both so much. That just about wraps up our session for today. And a big thanks to both of you for your great insights and suggestions for students on today's podcast. If you like what you learned in this podcast, please tell us by contacting us via the library's Facebook or Twitter page, or come in and visit us. Tell us what you'd like to know more about. And maybe we can even develop another podcast on what it is you think you need to know. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to Tanya Wilson, Kylie Tran and Samuel Smith. This episode was recorded on the 27th of February, 2018. Production by Tanya Wilson. Editing by Sylvie Van Wall and Tanya Wilson. And audio engineering by Chris Hatzis. Five Things About is a training podcast created by Dr. Andy Horvath at the University of Melbourne. I'm Sylvie Van Wall. Join us next time for another episode of Five Things About.